Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Um, to the one Bitcoin show. Today is March the 10th, 2019. Buy and hold, strong hand, long-term thinking, offended by selling, unconfiscatable. No fancy sets or graphics here. Pure conviction. I'm not going anywhere. You know I do a new show here every single day of the week. Check out yesterday's show, link to below, the Beyond Bitcoin show. I went wild on that. This week in Bitcoin was a good time. Murad could only be there for one minute because his internet connection was horrible. He will return. But we had Udi on from Tel Aviv and Boris on from the Netherlands. It was a rocking good time. We talked about, and you can check it out at techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at techbalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Yeah, that's like tech and Baltimore. That's where I'm from originally, Baltimore. I'm in Tel Aviv right now. But uh, something that we talked about uh, was uh, exchanges, tracking people, and something that Udi brought up that I had never even thought of before is that one of the things that they're recording, they're tracking people's uh, trading behavior so they can figure out people's trading uh, techniques. And so they can sell their trading techniques or so they can identify them on other exchanges where they're anonymous, but where they're using the same technique and they're like, oh, well, that's Mr. X. He uses that technique on Coinbase. That's clearly him over there. It all sorts of, watch the show. Watch the show if you care about privacy. And I thought that was, uh, I never really thought about that before. That they're, they, you know, for all you people who, I, I'm offended by selling, of course. For all you people who feel the need to trade your precious Bitcoin, they're, they're figuring out how your mind works, dude. And they're selling it and they're learning from you. And they're going to copy your successful trading technique. So it's no longer successful when they sell it to everyone else. Ouch! That's why you got to have a strong hand. Don't play those games. You know, I know some of you like to watch uh, shows that are all about that. Dude, you're better off picking your freaking nose. Hey, I'm not, I'm sad to put it to you that, it's sad to put it to you that way. You're wasting your time. And I know some of you like to look at uh, women's uh, fronts that are on shows like that or whatever, but that's pathetic. I mean, you can just go to the porn site and watch that. (laughs) I said I said a word that I'm probably not supposed to say here. Sorry, young children watching this. I'm sorry, young children, uh, teenagers or whoever. But there's some there's some old guys here that value their wealth in women and don't value their wealth in Bitcoin. So they watch these shows with like women telling them to trade or something. I, I don't even know. Um, okay, so let's continue. Let's continue here. Uh, for those of you who actually have strong hands and don't need to like worry about what the price is going to be in two seconds in in fiat. Uh, for those of you who have long-term thinking and are not impulsive and don't, you know, don't need female approval or validation, even though she, they're not validating you when they're on the internet, trust me. Um, the uh, crypto dividend that's coming out on uh, April 20th, and yeah, that's 420. I also recommend you don't have 420 too much, but Ken Bozak probably recommends the opposite. Pound that like button. Uh, MWC coin, Mimble Wimble coin, they have their Discord uh, all of that just to say they have a discord link linked to below it just came out so i know people are interested in that and some people like discord so go go down there oh we talked about the canadians a tax authority the canadian tax authorities uh you know sending out the 
the uh, questionnaire to Canadian citizens about the cryptocurrency they hold. And I started to think about that. And I was like, well, you know, I wonder if the whole, the quadriga, the quadriga hack or loss of all those coins that took place in Canada. So I do wonder if they trick that triggered um, this a little bit. I, I don't know. Just, just got me thinking like, Maybe now they they really want to get you know they want a virtue signal to the, all the all the people out there. Oh look, we're 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 investigating. We want to know what everybody holds in terms of cryptocurrency so we can prevent another quadriga. Now they haven't said that. By the way, Udi told me tonight I was at the Tel Aviv Bitcoin Embassy, and Udi, who was on my show the other day, he's there. I mean, it's cool. You hang out with some big names in crypto at the Tel Aviv Bitcoin Embassy. Uh, but he told me that France that. Uh, a guy from the Canadian Tax Authority? I, I, I should have looked this up before the show. I forgot to. I mean, I got a lot of things going on. I got to get out of here uh, very soon. Um, I'm, I'm going to Los Angeles in a, in a couple of days, uh, come back to America. But um, yeah, some guy from the Canadian Tax Authority is trolling Francis on Twitter? It's like, that doesn't seem right. That that seems crazy. Now, again, I, I, didn't, I mean, I believe Udi. I, I haven't looked it up yet. I, that that that's for tomorrow's show, I guess. I'm gonna uh, we'll go check out, follow Francis, and see if he's being trolled by some guy from the Canadian Tax Authority. That would be pretty wacky, man. I mean, if that I would hope if that happened in the United States, if some of the uh, IRS started trolling me, that they would be fired immediately. They're supposed to be a public servant. They're not supposed to be like trolling uh, crypto personalities and saying that uh, they're going to get in. Well, implying uh financial threats and stuff okay I'll, I'll have to i'll write that down here right now check out francis well you see this is how i create a show check out francis on monday all right i'll do his feed francis, right. okay moving on what is the next thing here all right andreas antonopoulos oh my god did he have a, one of his best videos ever now there's a guy you should watch that 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 you should watch the, the the stuff about well what's it going to be worth tomorrow this that and the other that yeah you're better off picking your nose with with that but andreas the complete opposite that's what you, you instead of picking your nose or watching boobies you should watch andreas i mean this video what one of the best ever uh and he's talking about the zero-sum game mentality that that people have and, men, and, and that's the way, you know, that, that's the mentality a lot of people have in the regular world because uh, because of government interference. The government does pick uh, losers and winners, and it does help some companies. And so, you know, uh, some, some I mean, there's just, there's just a certain mentality that people have, like either you're the winner and you take, if you're taking, then the other person is losing. If you're creating, if you, if you if you're gaining customers, the other person is losing customers, and that's the zero sum zero sum game mentality, and and people bring it into the crypto space. But that's not true. Everyone can be a winner here. Everyone can be a winner here. And uh, he he talks he talks about that. He talks about the the cycle of the, the people from outside the crypto space, the zero sum gamers, he calls them, uh, coming into the space. And they're the ones that help pump up all the, the prices of everything and create all this wild hype. And uh, they come and go. They come and go, he says. And that is part of the cycle. I liked how he talked about the cycle. Uh, 
he said that uh, one thing you can ask some of the the ICO or types that come into the space, the, the zero sum gamers, uh, is is what is their definition of success for your product? And, and usually they don't really have an answer. Uh, uh, is not a zero sum game, like on the other side of the fence with the regulators. Uh, this is the free market. So here in the free market, in a true free market, it's not a zero sum game. There can be there can be a lot of winners, and there there there, and you can learn a lot. Again, bit, I I say Bitcoin is the is the best. Okay, but there can be other there can be other coins. We have to recognize that. And you can if someone else succeeds, then copy it. So a lot of people are trying to copy Bitcoin. Good for them. Good for them. Let them copy. But if and and then in some of these altcoins, they're going to fail. That some of the things they try are going to totally fail. They're going to fall on their face. We'll learn from it. That's what you get in the free market. You you learn from mistakes, and then you make your product stronger, and you copy other products that are successful. So hey, it's great. You you create more uh, create more pies, as they say. Uh, okay, and the unnecessary. Yeah, this is me. The unnecessary hate in this side of the space is unproductive. And uh, and some people are going to learn that the hard way since uh, this is this is the free market. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, in the free market. If you're being unproductive and other people are being productive, uh, then you're you're going to see. Well, you're, you'll you'll learn that hey, your your product isn't uh, performing as well as the one where the, the people are taking the positive, productive, learning from their mistakes attitude uh, instead of being, you know, this defensive attacking type attitude uh, it isn't uh, very productive. And, and, you know, and a lot of that does come, that type of mentality comes from the, not the Bitcoin space, but the, the regular world. And uh, yeah, the mob, what's this say? Don't try to fit into the mob. Uh, that's me adding that. I ignore, ignore. Fitting in is overrating. Go your own way. All right. So, and Andreas is the creative commons. That that's another way he describes the space. It's the creative commons. Yeah. Again, you borrow from other ideas that are in the space. They, everybody puts an idea out there. You don't have to pay for other people's ideas. You just copy their ideas. Um, and so that's the innovation. Uh, he also, he talked about the crypto, <laughs> he said that when he was speaking in, uh, I think it was in Chile, he, uh, they sold out very fast. And in Seattle, uh, they didn't sell out at all. And he, he talked about the crypto winter in the Northern Hemisphere and the crypto summer in the Southern Hemisphere, because in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, people need it. They actually need it, like in South Africa. Um, while in Seattle, you know, you don't you don't need Bitcoin right now. You don't need Bitcoin. So he said that, at least in terms of interest, uh, uh, interest in uh, his talks, that it was uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, it was uh, definitely heating up because people really want to learn to 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 because they need it. But uh, in Seattle and such, where you know ICOs are down now, you know people aren't as interested in it. So it's a good video. Check it out. Alrighty, what else? Oh, so here is uh, there was a there was an event in Washington D.C. Uh, last week, and United States uh, Congressman Tom Emmer calls for a cryptocurrency tech revolution. Uh, 
Okay, so there's this, okay. Many, including those in this town, would like to focus only on blockchain and ignore or criticize cryptocurrency. They will tell us that Bitcoin is used by criminals and the blockchain is a real innovation. It's true. There are illicit transactions, but that should not be a reason to totally dismiss cryptocurrency. Well, we got a congressman who's a who's really a fan of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and is not just talking blockchain nonsense. Pound that like button. Now, again, we can't put the dude on the pedestal. He could, maybe he's doing this as a gimmick. I don't personally know the guy or anything like that. But, you know, you know let's, let's take a step back here. This is uh, Tom, uh, again, Tom Emmer. And he's actually a congressman from Minnesota. Hmm. Congressperson from Minnesota. So when we're talking Congress people from Minnesota that have been in the news lately, whoa, <laughs> what he's talking about, whoa, much rather be on his side than, oh, God. Okay, so, <laughs> but again, who makes the news? Who makes it? He doesn't make the mainstream news for, for talking about sound financial decisions. We got somebody else talk, you know, making the news for socialism, communism, uh, oh, scapegoating. Conspiracies, you know. Anyway, so, and, and that's the thing. He uh, is 12.2, uh, you know, he's, he's only got a few more followers than I do on Twitter. I mean, this guy, but that compare that to the congresswoman from Minnesota that's been in the news lately, who has like 107,000 and that's only on their congressional accounts. On their campaign accounts, she really rocks him. So again, that just shows you the way of the world. I mean, the, the way of the world is, oh, you know, let's let's talk uh, intersectional uh, women's issues. <laughs> uh, who's being oppressed? Who's the victim? This guy, you know, you know, this guy, he's he's no victim. He doesn't want to be a victim. He's not in the conspiracies. He's in the Bitcoin. This is a good. This is a good. This is a congressman. Yeah, it sounds like he's pretty cool here. Again, man, maybe he could change his mind all of a sudden. But compared to the one that's been in the news lately from Minnesota, my lord, woo, what a world of difference. So he goes on to say, "2019 is the year of blockchain." Okay, you didn't have to say that. You could have said Bitcoin, but that's good enough. Thank you, Digital Chamber, for welcoming welcoming me back to DC Blockchain Summit. Oh, that's why he said it because he had to use the you know the title or not. The summit to share my thoughts on the future of this revolutionary technology. I will continue to make a defense of cryptocurrency in the halls of Congress. Dude, if you do that, if you really are the number one dude in the halls of Congress for cryptocurrency, that's good. That's good. We, you know, again, Bitcoin's going to do what Bitcoin's going to do, okay? They could try to make laws to stop Bitcoin. It's not going to stop Bitcoin. But if there's a guy that understands that, who wants to make it easier for Bitcoin, who wants to con convince his fellow sane congressmen. And again, the, you know, obviously there's some you know, from his own state who are completely not sane. Um, but again, I'm not, I don't want to put anybody on the pedestal here, but hey, that, you know, some good news from DC once in a while from the, from Minnesota. Hey, <laughs> why, why not mention it? Why not mention it? And so uh, representing, representing Tom Emmer, good luck to you. You know, let the free market watch that Andreas video that I recommended above. Watch that. Learn about the free market. 
and how there should be all sorts of experimentation. Encourage experimentation. Encourage the citizens of Minnesota. Make the laws in make Minnesota. Well, no, that's not your job. But you know, talk to the governor and the the, the, the state representatives inside of Minnesota. And may have them have state laws that uh, are make it very friendly. Learn from Wyoming, not from Texas. Uh oh, what, wait, what's going on in Texas? Usually, Texas is very free market. Well, let's go to that story here. Um, this this is uh, commenting on the situation there from a tweeter. Uh, Congratulations, Texas. You're the first state to formally attack and attempt to ban anonymous use of cryptocurrency in the U.S. Not word. Okay, so there there is some proposal in the uh, Texas state legislature. It's not worded very well, and uh, I have no idea why the guy even proposed this. Um, but it's to to basically to de-anonymize any possible uh, uh, crypto transactions. They, they, they don't want anything to be anonymous. That if, if you accept Bitcoin, you got to know who it's from and they got to know who it's going to. And it, again, it shows you that the, the 50 states are 50 different uh, places of experimentation. Wyoming will do things one way. Texas will do things another way. Hopefully they're not going to do it that way. New York will do things one horrible way. So again, this guy in Texas is actually a Republican. I have no idea. I wonder if someone put him up to doing this, to proposing this. Matt O'Dell has a good comment. And again, it's linked to below. You can read. I don't want to get into the specifics of it. It's a terrible law. Uh, but he says, uh, Matt O'Dell sums it up. Verifying identity digital currency means a digital currency that allows the true identities of the sender and the receiver to be known before a person has access to another person's digital wallet. Texas will just be shooting themselves in the foot if they pass this bill. And I, I don't think they're going to pass this bill. It, 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 it would be shooting themselves in the foot. And uh, just who, who would want to do, who would want to do business, uh, mess with, with crypto there if they do that. Okay. But, hey, it's not just Texas that's worried about the anonymous side of crypto. France, France is worried about, this is from Forbes, from Kyle Tortley, who's a, he's a good writer. Ban anonymous cryptocurrencies, says French National Assembly, uh, claims it would be appropriate to propose a ban on activity related to cryptocurrencies built with the goal of providing greater levels of anonymity, anonymity, you know, to users. So, yeah, they're, they're, they think this, this French dude thinks it's a good idea to, to that, you know, to ban currency, cryptocurrencies that would uh, make things more anonymous. He, he doesn't like anonymous. All right. Great. great. Okay, French. You know, do, do what you're going to do over there. That's, I, I don't, I don't know if that'll go far either. Who knows that they got other issues over there, but that, Hey, that's, that's a no, you know, you, it's, it's good to see what the, what the different politicians of the world are thinking about. We got a guy from Minnesota who seems to be on the right track. We got a guy in Texas who seems to be in the wrong track. And we've got a dude in France that's definitely on the wrong track there. But again, Bitcoin's going to do what it's going to do. Pound that like button. It, you know, the politicians, they're not going to be able to stop it. And, you know, the funny thing is if, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of jurisdictions go the strict way with cryptocurrency, then other, other jurisdictions will be smart. They're like, hey, we want the business. And they'll go the way of like letting, you know, do what you want to do. Uh, I mean, and Wyoming is already going in, in a great direction. We had Caitlin Long on the This Week at Bitcoin show uh, last week. Check that out at techball.com. She's great. And 
you know, I got to visit Wyoming one of these days. I, I, I'll visit one. I, I, again, I was there as a, a younger Bitcoin meister. Well, I wasn't even the Bitcoin meister yet. <laughs> there was no Bitcoin. Uh, I drove through there once. But uh, yeah, I got, I got to return once uh, things in my life uh, get back to normal, which will be uh, in October, actually. Uh, so not that things are that crazy, but there, you know, I've got some extra responsibilities until October. Um, and we've been over that in other shows before. So, okay. Let's talk about the be private hit BTC, uh, celebra- uh, celebration insanity over there. Insanity. You've got to check out all the links I have below about this hit BTC be private thing. Be private has sent a legal letter to hit BTC uh, saying that they totally that hit BTC did something wrong. Okay. First of all, in the letter, there's a lot of revealing things. B Private initially paid um, <laughs> hit BTC a half a million dollar in Bitcoin uh, listing fee. Yes, back in the day, B Private gave hit BTC a half a million dollars worth of Bitcoin to be listed on their exchange. And this is what it degenerates into. It degenerates into HitBTC trying to extract B private from B private developers because they say that the coin burning got rid of users funds. And that is that's impossible. It's it's impossible that that happened because any user funds that were on HitBTC were brought there by users. Thus, they had already been moved. Thus, they could not be in the coin burn. What what appears to be going on is that the Bitcoin that was at HitBTC at the time of the initial fork, um, HitBTC was able to, what was going to keep the B private from the customer's Bitcoin. So you've always wondered, you know, what happens, you know, if I've got Bitcoin at an exchange and there are all these crypto dividends, there are all these forks going on, uh, what what happens to my Bitcoin? Uh, what happens to my fork, to the, the new, the crypto dividends that come out? Well, we're starting to see now, I mean, with this, it looks like the uh, exchange quietly uh, keeps it and then helps and hopes to somehow dump it or I don't know what they, well, apparently theirs got burnt because they never moved it. And they don't, I, I don't know why they didn't even know how to burn. They didn't know how to move it. Like an exchange, an exchange only deals with cryptocurrencies, okay? So if there's going to be a coin burn and they've got a lot of something around that's going to get burned, they should have the technical skill to be able to move it. And they, they did consult the B private people and then said, and then told the B private people, well, you didn't tell us in time. Okay, it is all linked to below. Something else that I linked to below is that apparently there's uh now only 4.6 million uh, B private left. And there were 20.5 million. This is after the coin burn. This is an estimate. This is not official, it's provisional, but I also got that. I've got other links. There is a, actually an article from Cointelegraph about this now. There is uh, another, I mean, because this is, this is that, and read the, the legal letter is uh, linked to below. So there's a lot of information there. Um. You know, this, I guess, is another strength of airdrops over forks. Uh, you don't have to worry about something like this happening. Uh, exchanges aren't going to sign up for airdrops, I don't think. 
they're not going to be able to. So, you know, if you're if you're trying to create a new crypto dividend, I think you go you might want to go the airdrop uh, route because if you go the fork route, you're going to a lot these exchanges are just going to uh, fork off their Bitcoin and get your crypto dividend and just dump it and just enrich themselves. They're going to have no interest in it at all. Or with an airdrop, at least you're going to get people signing up that actually have you know mild interest in your your crypto dividend and everything. Uh, uh, two below, this is it reveals a lot about the <laughs> the current state of exchanges in, in this space. HitBTC is like the 13th largest exchange on earth, and their practices. If these practices are true, that are detailed in this legal uh, letter, and what I mean, it's 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 disgusting. And again, it's like, it's another reason why you should not be playing on these exchanges. Because again, if they're willing to do this to an entity that gave them a half a million dollars in Bitcoin, what were they willing to do to you? I mean, how, how are they going to lie to you? Uh, so something to consider. And I'm glad that Cointelegraph did cover this story because it it, it does deserve, it, it opens up a lot of different uh, questions. You know, what do exchanges do with four coins? How, what, why, how can an exchange lie? And you know, the funny thing is, the exchange, they, I also linked to their blog post, the HitBTC Hit Hit blog post about this, and they totally spin it like it's a positive. They're like, well, you know, the, the, there was this coin burn, so we got rid of B private, and we're still crediting our uh, users the B private that was lost, even though they, their, the user's B private was never lost. It was never lost. Um, it was never burnt unless they lost it somehow. So yeah, link to it below. Very interesting, uh, interesting. Now, you know, in some of these threads, when I was investigating this, uh, this uh, situation, and this is something to take very seriously, there was a fake account among, in all these threads from something called BTC Private Admin. Okay, so it makes it look like it, it's, it's a Twitter account that has something to do with BTC Private. And it said in this tweet, hello, user, please message our technical team on Bit, Bit, well, it gives an address, a Yahoo address, which you know, you know is fake, but a lot of people don't, to help you get your issue resolved. Because people were asking questions, you know, this, this thread conjured up a lot of questions. So this fake account comes in there and says, hey, we're the tech, we're the tech guys at Be Private." You know, email us and, and probably what they would do is like, hey, send us your private key and we'll help you out. Be very careful on Twitter when you get into these subject matters where there is controversy, where there are a lot of questions, where if you are a user that's, you know, stuck on an exchange with a certain altcoin and then you see that altcoins in min Twitter out there, you're like, oh, well, yeah, I, I need them. to They gave an email address. Let me let them answer my question. Don't fall for that. I link to it below you can check it out obviously don't don't email the person but it's just an example of the fraud that is out there so it's so funny there's a thread talking about the apparent fraud going on at a, at a uh, exchange or the apparent lies going on in the exchange and then well they tried to defraud be private it appears and then you've got a, a a tweet that is trying to defraud the people reading the the uh the thread i mean and again people fall for this you know be very patient you take it slow when you're reading this type of stuff. This is the wild, wild west out there, you know. And again, and probably that that Twitter account will get banned eventually, hopefully, um, because it's just it's a scam account trying to trick people into sending their private keys. But you, be careful.
All right, we got a we got a uh, super chat here. Molotov cocktail sent uh, sent a dollar ninety nine in the super chat. Thank you. He has a, a smiley face and then a cherry next to it. All right. Um, it's like from uh, Pac Man. Pac Man used to go around and eat, eat the cherry. I mean, that's, that's what it almost looks like there. The smiley face looks like a Pac Man kind of. Uh, if only games were. Si those were the days of Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. The arcade. <laughs> All righty. Did I ever tell you guys the story about uh, how my uh, father, of blessed memory, uh, he uh, actually had an arcade uh, video game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, because of the, the vending company that my family was involved in. So we, uh, we had an R uh, for, for many years, up, up to the recent times, uh, we had an uh, arcade uh, game at, at my house. Uh, that's why I like Pac-Man. We had a junior Pac-Man machine, a junior Pac-Man machine. And so, you know, once, sometimes when I'm in a, you, you'll stumble upon a Miss Pac-Man machine in like in Brooklyn at some hipster place. And man, I can play that Miss Pac-Man for like a long time. I, I played my junior Pac-Man back in the day. Don't waste your time playing Pac-Man, but thank you, dad, for that awesome uh, present back in the, uh, you know, the, we, the whole, all my friends loved it too. You know, you got this old, you know, people look arcade. That's, that's so, uh, that's old school, man. Meister's got the arcade, you know, it was, it was popular. My friends, uh, friends, my friends really enjoyed playing junior Pac-Man also. Yeah. I just went off on a total tangent, but you got a little insight into the Bitcoin Meister's life. Pound that like button. All right. So yeah, I like to think about good memories from my father too, man. It's, uh, you got to treasure treasure those uh, memories and treasure the time when you have with the people you love, man. You you don't know when it's gonna. But hey, keep it positive. Now, hey, let's keep it positive here with the uh, Litecoin Foundation. Oh yeah, there's something called the Litecoin Foundation out there, and they send me emails for some reason. But that's all right because sometimes there's some pretty interesting emails. Now this is kind of old old news, but there's a reason I'm bringing up this old news. As K-pop. <laughs> K-pop. As K-pop Okay. Okay, dudes. Why am I saying all this? Because it's marketing by the Litecoin Foundation. And you, you know what? I like marketing. If you've got a foundation somehow, why not? If you're an altcoin, why not market yourself? But you see, I hope that the Litecoin fans who are like, oh, this is awesome. I hope you guys weren't like ragging on Dash back in the day saying, oh, how can Dash do marketing? Again, this is, this is the creative commons out there. Some people are trying the marketing approach. Some of the coins are doing the marketing approach. And again, Bitcoin can't do the marketing approach as individuals we market bitcoin but uh you know dash literally has a, a whole setup to you know pay the people and litecoin has a foundation to do this so god let them do the marketing let them you know we i have discussed this before if if it's gonna if cryptocurrency is gonna be a 10 trillion dollar industry <laughs> and there and uh bitcoin is 90 percent dominant i mean that leaves like one trillion dollars for the altcoins in value, okay? 
So you want to be if you, you want to be a top tier altcoin in that situation. So you better believe you want to market yourself in these early days. Now you know what does Litecoin do? I don't know what the heck Litecoin does. I don't know what makes it so special or different or whatever. But you know they're trying to get the word out there. Most people in the United States of America haven't heard of any cryptocurrency at all. And uh, you know, and, and most people in the United States of America, ninety five percent at least, at the very least. But don't own any cryptocurrency. Probably ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent don't own any. So hey, if you're at your K-pop concert, you're some young person, and you know you're aware of technology, and you'll see this Litecoin thing, maybe you'll go for it. April six. Hey, I'll be back in Baltimore. Should I drive down to Virginia to to what? No, I will not be doing that. Of course not. Never. <laughs> but I will tell you.